0: podcast you're about to hear is an NBA preview that goes over the East. I know we did the East before and there were some over-unders last week, but with the 75th season underway officially with the double overtime game, Celtics and Knicks, and we had the the, the nightcap with, on Wednesday with Bucks. Lease, releasing the banner, with the Warriors making a comeback, marking their territory for a comeback season. We we get into a, to all that and, and a bunch more. I say it's a, an East preview. It's mainly an East preview with a little bit of West sprinkled in. Buckle up for a wild ride. Uh, if you're if you're at home, just chilling, grab a beer if you got one. Uh, sit back and, and enjoy this one. This should be played at high volume. You're listening. Not us.
1: To the grind hours podcast. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both.
0: On the line, joining me today, I got him off the street, off the, off the hitless street. Carl Collage of the Sports Hitlist podcast, and I'm glad you, you you jumped on my show, and you're always welcome. And it's great to talk with you. And the reason why I have you on today, like always, is to talk some some NBA. And uh, Carl, just jumping right into it. Last night was officially opening night, uh, with Wednesday night kind of being quasi opening night was banner drop a night it didn't really register last night was the real opening night and your celtics your team went to the garden and had probably the most memorable opening night game in recent memory
1: well joe thank you for having me on your show today um I, i gotta get you on the hit list uh we want you in the hit list streets i know you're part of the group and you see what goes on uh, I'll the, get their the madness. I'm sure you read. Yeah, I'm sure you read the madness that goes on. So special shout out to the boys back home uh, on the Hitler streets. But um, last night was a great game. I, I can't even, you know, the words are just everyone's like, you know, it was a great game. You lost. You lost. I've never been more proud of a loss for some reason. And I, there's a lot of things I saw I liked. There's a lot of things I saw I didn't like. But I've never been more proud of a loss. double overtime, the Brights of New York were light uh, last night, uh, were bright last night, and my team was on the big stage, and the celebrities were sitting there, and you felt the electricity in the garden. That's one thing I'll always say about MSG, even though I'm not a Knicks fan, that that the electricity is there, and we came to deliver it. Unfortunately, we didn't come over with the win, but um, there were some positives, there were some negatives that I saw from my team last night, but overall, I thought it was a great game, uh, they kept us in it up until the end where I think they just got gassed and, and people were really, really gassed at the end. Um, and I just thought that they started shooting way too many threes. And I, I'm not one to live by the three and die by the three. I don't think we're the Golden State Warriors. And I think, you know, um, our coach uh, has to figure that out. Ludoka uh, has to first, figure that
0: out. I know, I know, That's I know, I know, I know. Ever, yeah, But they got to figure ever. it out.
1: But they got to figure it out.
0: They will and, and rotations. It's the same with, with, with my nets. There's a lot of new guys, and we'll figure out rotations, but that's what the opening night is for. And I mean, to hang in there tough in a double overtime game in your first ever head coaching job or first ever game as a head coach in MSG, that's no small feat there. One thing I do want to talk about with you is Jason Tatum, because since about mid-January of last season. He just, since he's come back from COVID, he's not the same guy. He's just not the same player. And I know he's young. I think he's not even, he might be 20, just turned 24. So he's still got a ways to go and his prime, he's still in the middle of his prime. But from that leap that he took right before the shutdown to where he is now, he's not the same guy. And I just want to, as a as a fan what you see and what you're hope for is is for your, the superstar of your team
1: I disagree I think you know he scored he scored 60 after he had COVID and it takes him a while to get back to who he was I think it was a Spurs game we were down like 30 and we come back and we win that game and he scored 60 he scored a, a career high he tied Larry Bird for Celtics most points all time so I think you know Tatum is going to be Tatum. He struggled last night and it's the first game. You got your first game jitters. Uh, Jalen Brown kept us in there. Um, it's a one, two combination punch. My, my, my fear though, with Tatum is, and we had a high, I think, you know, in terms of assists last night too, which was a good thing. Uh, but my overall fear is, I feel like we need to get everybody else involved and we need to improve on, um, making other people better because this one two Jason Tatum Jason Jalen Brown combination is not going to work uh you know with players just sitting around standing around watching them score and sometimes that's how I feel like it's like all right you can score 50 well I can score 40 you can score 40 then I can score 30 you know and, and and that mentality for me is not to me it's about the team and I think I've stepped away from I've had these conversations with a lot of people um, I've, I've stepped away. Like, it's about the team for me. It's really about the team. Like, I don't care who we get in here. I just won the championship. And it doesn't, whoever it is, whether it's Jason Tatum, whether it's Jalen Brown, we need to put together the, the best recipe. It's like when you go to a, a, a dinner and you have a four-course meal and you you know it's the best four-course meal you ever have in your life, right? Like a surf and surf. What are the ingredients that you need to make that surf and surf? I don't care if it's Jason Tatum. I don't care if it's Jalen Brown. I just want them to win. So I'm not going to sit here and, and like, yeah, it's great that these guys are, are scoring top points and they're looking great doing it. But how is that helping our team win? You know, is it okay for, for Jason Tatum to have 30 and we lose, you know, or does he need to have 20 and we win? So the, the, these are the things for me. It's like, I, I look at it a team aspect, like, uh, like are other players stepping up or Marcus Smart or Dennis Schroeder or Romeo Langford, or, or or Pritchard or Robert Williams, the third or Grant Williams, are these the guys that are these the glue guys that are going to help us get to the next level? I think we have the talent. We're right there in the middle pack of the East. Um, but Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have to help us improve. And if we're going to continue to, you know, have them be young guns and, and lose, then get rid of them. I'll be totally honest with you. I'm not about wow. sitting here watching a superstar player. Uh, you know take up my minutes and take up time and and chuck up baskets and we're not getting anywhere it's not going to work for me I'm about winning a championship it's about winning a championship and if these guys can't do that time to move on
0: I I think a lot of it was Brad Stevens system just getting stale with 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 Brown and, and Tatum but for me Tatum there's guys that You can see it when they take that step to the next level and start to figure things out and the game slows down. And Tatum looked like he hit that point right right at the end of 2019, going into 2020. And then he's just plateaued a little bit. I'm waiting for him to take that next step and go, Oh, okay, I can do this, and just the switch go off because that's what I think the Celtics need, especially now with. The 76ers taking a, a hit this year. I don't think Miami's going to be as good as everyone thinks they're going to be, at least the beginning of the year. So the Celtics mm-hmm. have an opportunity to steal one or two, like uh, the second or third best spot in the East. They just need Jalen Brown, I think, figure it out. They need Tatum to take that next step. Because if he does, I think he's going to be the guy where yeah, he might score 25, but he's going to have eight assists and he's going to help the team win and have a get to that almost. Triple yeah, that's double a that's that a helps the team win. That's a
1: yeah, that's a tough one for, for Jason Tatum to score to get eight assists, man. I, I'll be lucky he gets five. He's got that Kobe Black Mountain mentality. It's, it's really hard for him to get there. Like, I get it. He's a scorer, he's a scorer. He's great. I love him. I love watching him play. Don't get me wrong. But at some point, true diehard Celtic fans are going to sit here and you're going to analyze him like. We've gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Right. We made it in 2017 with, with just Jalen Brown. We made it in 2018 when J, Jason Tatum was a rookie with Jay, with Jalen Brown. The mm-hmm. year Kyrie got hurt. 2019, we made it to semifinals. In the bubble, we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and we still couldn't, and we came within two games and made it to the Finals. So we can get there with them. It's just what is going to take to get us over the hump.
0: That's the same way I feel about my Nets. Uh, even though it was just one game, they shot 53% from, from three, they outshot uh, Milwaukee by a large margin. I think it was 53 to like 32% from three. But turnovers killed us. And, I mean, I put this in my article. They, they had 19 more shots off the 17 turnovers mm. than Milwaukee to the Nets. And the biggest thing is we need a big man. I don't care. I, I'm i not going to talk about Kyrie. I don't care about Kyrie. He, he, he If he shows up, he shows up. We'll, we'll talk about that when he does. The biggest thing that this team needs is a rim protector that can grab rebounds and stop guys like Giannis from just pounding us on the boards and in the paint. Because, yeah, we might outshoot them, but if they have 19 more shots than us and all 19 of those are in the paint and 14 of those go in, we're going to lose. If we get out rebounded, but... you're going to lose.
1: Yeah, but who's available? That's my question. Is that's you, the question you, you, you want to right. Like you, 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 you want to go out and get a big man. Most of the big men are are out in L.A. who have size, you know, and and they're it across. The I think you know Whiteside is one. Like some of these big guys, Javale McGee's in Phoenix. Some of these uh, veteran big guys are, you know, are, are taken. And I'll take Whiteside. one. Is he,
0: what is he doing in Sacramento? Right,
1: nothing. Right, I don't think he's even in Sacramento anymore. I think if, is he not in Memphis? I, I got to check where he's at. I don't think he's in sacramento anymore but you um you had one in deandre jordan and you let him go so right. I, uh, I, mean, yeah. I, I i i don't i don't understand that move um you had size i guess jeff green was a little lengthy you had him he he's gone too so um it, you know the price to get uh james harden you you had jared allen i mean he's gone you know so you had the, he wasn't cutting
0: it he wasn't cutting it yeah but he, he was he, too he's, soft. He's, he, know, yeah he was too soft um,
1: but the size is there. It's just you have to go out and go find it, um, you know, and, you know, because you outscore a Milwaukee, you know, like you you do need the size It's your others. But someone told me, like we said, like we had in class and people were laughing at me. and They said the Nets are going to make it. So I, I want to see, you know, and uh, I, hope I slept so. on Patty Mills. I will say, though, your best Patty Mills, definitely they play well for you. <laughs> I did. I just sleep on him, you know, but <laughs> like he, won't he did see,
0: he won't be like that every day. He won't be. Like that. No, no, as, I know. But as Van Gundy put it, he's playing like he's in the Olympics. There's no way he's playing like that every day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But like you said, you're going to need the size. But, you know, who's out there? That's the that's what I think you need to take a look at is the free agent pool and look at who's available for trade. That could basically beef up your size, because that's one thing I always said we needed. And we finally got it. We got Al Horford back. We got Robert Williams, the third. Um, you know, we got Grant Williams, so we got some size on us, I think. Uh, and we got his Cancer, too. So I think that's what teams need is you definitely do need that, that rim protect the, the size to match up with the Bucs. Because, you know, with Brooke Lopez and Giannis, that's a problem. It's not have even Lopez, right even,
0: really, even. It's it's Giannis. And the Nets only really have one guy and Blake Griffin that can slow him down a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I just, I, I, wor- I worry about the Bucks. A lot this year. I, I didn't worry about them at all last year. I'm terrified of that of that team this year. And even though Philly's going to take a step back, Embiid's going to kill us on a nightly basis. And if we do get it to the place that we want to get to out west, there's a bunch of big dudes that could just rip us apart. The, no, Davis, I agree. I agree. Aiton, yeah, Zuba on on the Clippers could even. But you got to get out the east apart. first. though. Of- Let's take a quick break. Back after this. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Greene, Putnam and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistant programs through an app-assisted network of food donors, volunteers and feeding agencies. Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing and distribution Of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self-stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called Chowmatch and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistant programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chowmatch app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year on average, Feed Hudson Valley rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org again that's feedhv.org one more time spelled out f e e d h v.org now back to the podcast the the chan- the road to the finals goes through Milwaukee that and that's actually a perfect segue, because all this talk about Brooklyn, about L.A., both L.A. teams, about Phoenix, the Heat are even getting some buzz. No one's talking about Milwaukee. They, they just won a ring. And, it's a, and I did it, too. I, I don't want to sit here and say, like, I didn't discount them after they won their title. I thought it was going to be a one-off. I really did but they retained pretty much all their guys and they're scary because Giannis is, if not the best player in the league, he's top three. And he figured stuff out last year. So he's just going to, he's going to go on a rampage war path. And Carl, I'll ask you, do you think the bucks can repeat and, and win back-to-back titles for the first time in a long time?
1: uh i don't know if they can repeat um but i do know that we we shouldn't sleep on them i think it's not i don't think it's fair for us to sleep on them at all um you know i think i think we have to take them as seriously as everybody else i think you know um they're they're going to be right there they're going to be your top teams they're going to be contenders they're not going to be pretenders um but i don't think they'll repeat i think you know um I, I, I don't, I don't see them repeating. I, I, I just, but I don't know who's going to win the championship. I just don't see them repeating. I don't know who's going the championship. We haven't had a repeat since the Warriors went back to back. Right. Yeah. The last few, the last champions have been, um, you had the Raptors, the Lakers and the Bucks. So they'd have to go, like LA doesn't look too good. That could be a positive, but then you got the Warriors and the Warriors have something to prove too. So I, I think, you know, maybe they'll get to the finals. They don't win it. Um, they can get past Brooklyn, but we don't know. I, it's hard to answer because they're mitigating factors among the season we need to see play out. Number one, we saw what happened with injuries. You gotta stay healthy. That's number one. Number two, again, Kyrie Irving changes the whole dynamic of that. Um, where Ben Simmons ends up changes the dynamic of that too. You know, so like like that. that's a caveat that like people are not thinking about is, you know, Ben Simmons could go to a team and make them great, look great. Um, another key point is uh, John Wall is available. Um, potentially seeking a buyout because they're trying to trade him, but who wants that kind of his contract, right? He's in Houston. Who knows where he ends up? He could be a game changer as well. So I think that a lot of before, like I asked that same question yesterday, you know, can the, who's going to make it to the finals? It's a big question mark. It it really is at this point. So um, the Bucks, they could, but I I just don't see it. I don't see it.
0: I think they're at least getting to the Eastern conference finals. (laughs) With them in Brooklyn in a seven-game series, we saw it last year, it's a toss-up. You know, The Nets, they get out-hustled a couple of of balls. A couple of threes don't fall down. And they almost made it to the finals with Harden on one leg. So a healthy Harden, that's a whole different series. It's a toss-up in that series. So I think they at least get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they're unequivocally the best team in the East. Uh, I don't think... Brooklyn will have enough to outlast them for the number one season in the East. And the West is tricky. I think this is finally the year. Remember the past couple of years from like 2017 on where it was like, Oh my God, look at how stacked the West is. Kawhi just went out last. Mm. Look at how stacked the West is. It's going to be a gauntlet. I think the West is going to be what, what we thought it was going to be then. I think that's what it's going to be this year. I really do. Cause Memphis is better. Phoenix, they just went to the finals last year. The Clippers are kind of interesting with Paul George as the number one guy. Denver's still there. Minnesota looks like it could be a surprise team if they stay healthy. So, West is going to be crazy. That's just I, you as a league pass holder turning on a random, you know, Hawks and grizzlies game in february you're gonna it's gonna be great and I, I just i don't know what to make of the west it's way way too early i don't want to really buy in on the warriors too much even though i love jordan Poole. michigan wolverine i love jordan pool but clay's coming back from two massive injuries we don't know what the hell he's gonna yeah. be yet
1: yeah but we still got wardell too you know so let's not, yeah, let's not forget about that but we I, I would honestly say the Warriors are a fa- the Warriors are a fan favorite. I mean, the teams that were pretenders last year, we thought were going to be something. Utah was clearly a pretender. They made it to what the um, they made oh, it to wow. the second round. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that that's they were number one seed and got eliminated in the second round. Um, and they were probably the one of the healthier teams. So yeah, um, Denver, they're cute with their MVP. That's cool. I mean, yeah, they're missing Jamal Murray. Could they possibly make a run? They made it to the West Conference Finals two years ago. So could they possibly make a run? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're still there with them, kind of like, eh. like the, the this whole oh it goes through the West. No, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we have to stop. I, 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 th- I think we have to stop saying that now because just break down the teams. The Clippers are a question mark because is Kawhi even playing? Nobody even knows what's going on with Kawhi. When is he he's coming back? An album is he though? playing another?
0: An executive producing an album. You know, like so that's a big <laughs> question mark
1: right there. <laughs> Portland is always Portland's got a new coach, and they're always in the middle of the pack. And Lord knows how far they can go with CJ and Dame. They did a coaching change. Um, Chauncey Billups is their new coach. They might so get traded. How far traded. can they really get? Check again.
0: They might get traded. Yeah, so
1: it, it really is. And again, now you have the Lakers with Brody. And people are looking at the Lakers and saying they don't look as good because, you know, Russell Westbrook is going to be Russell Westbrook after one game. So there, there are a lot of question marks with the Western Conference. But the team that you know is established and you know has been there and you know what they're capable of doing are the Warriors. You see what I'm saying? The Warriors don't have nine new players like the Lakers do. You know, the Warriors have their ingredients and their three and their big core three players. And we know what they can do when they, when they when they're hot, they're hot. Even though, like granted, they're, they're older, they're they coming and we off haven't injury. Have
0: seen that in a long time. They that's fair, but they, but time. when they
1: get on the court, we know what they can do. That's what I'm saying. They're the most probably when they're when they're on, they're on. They're consistent. So, the Warriors, to me, would be the favorite because okay. when they're on, they're on. Clearly, clearly Clay's coming back. All the other teams, I've seen them circle around the circle around and try to make it, and they just pretend. And we've seen. I that like over the Phoenix last few this years. year.
0: I really do. The Lakers, if they could figure too. out the Westbrook thing,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's going to be tough to figure out. Russ has to shoot better. I mean, Russ's efficiency is just bad, and we've seen it, and it's not going to change overnight. You know, So, and LeBron's still going to be the primary he ball on this handler. Is the team
0: come January?
1: I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Depends on the record. It depends on the record, and I don't know. I, I honestly couldn't tell you that. I couldn't answer that question, so I don't know. But if they do figure it out, maybe he is a ploy to get them going. But, again, keep in mind, LeBron is older. Like You're not they're older. I mean, uh, yeah, right, yeah, and and you know, I I, I understand the whole. Like, I'm I'm one who believes in championship pedigree. Yeah, the Lakers have championship pedigree. That's great, but how long do they last? Is the question. I, really I
0: agree that that's gonna the biggest question is gonna be is gonna be Russell Westbrook. Just like the biggest biggest question, and we can wrap the podcast up with this. In Philly is Ben Simmons. Where the hell is he gonna go? What's gonna happen? I've personally never seen someone. Say so in a in practice, say, "No, nah, I don't want to do that drill. I'm on my phone. I mm-hmm. could care less about this drill." Play the the guy who was in Philly about 20 years ago. That's a practice.
1: Yeah, practice. Iverson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, you know so, what? It's 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 so uh, she- uh, since we're that. wrapping up, I'm I'm about to go catch NBA on TNT six o'clock on a Thursday and see if my wife will let me watch it. Cause she's been going, I've been driving her crazy with basketball being back the last two days. And she's just like, again, 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 I'm like, it's basketball season, you know? But uh, with Ben Simmons, you know, like, you know, basketball is back. Like I stayed up until one to watch the game, I stayed up last night watching my game. So basketball runs my household. Um, but with Ben Simmons, I don't know either. It, it, he's a big question mark and he's just, it's just professionalism, you know? Like, I, and, and I think both people are to blame for this situation. The organization is to blame for Doc Rivers for throwing him under the bus after the playoffs. Joel Embiid doing the same thing, and Ben saying, "I don't want to play here. Then don't bring him back. Keep him home." But then Ben Simmons wants to come back because he wants to get paid. Clearly, you didn't think that you you thought that they were going to trade you, and they didn't. And now the Philly doesn't have a trade for him. So what are you going to do when you have a of the player? You are going to force him to play? No, send him home. And I think I just no, saw something have, where he just no, 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 got no. like he just left practice. Like him to
0: play. he's got to play because you want to know why? he no, you he's don't play. He doesn't have any value. He
1: doesn't have to. What?
0: What value does he have?
1: He has value. Ben Simmons does have value. Ben Simmons is a great passer. Ben Simmons is a great floor reader. He's a great rebounder. Um, not a great shooter, but he does other things around to make your team better. He can make a team. He can definitely help a team. I thought the Warriors would be the best fit for him because he doesn't. Have, he needs to go to a team that has shooters. Remember when Rondo was on my my, my Celtics championship team? Yeah. And he didn't. He, he didn't need to do much. He just he had the big three to help him and, and other players around him. Right. There um, was
0: a point where he took over. Where uh, there was. was. No, yeah, don't get me wrong. He, he, did,
1: he did. He did. He did. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the work was the big three making them look good. So Ben needs that. You see what I'm saying? So you say bring him back to Philly. What are you going to do with a disgruntled player that doesn't want to play? And he, he clearly told you that. Indication of you getting kicked out of practice is telling you, I don't want to be here. So right. you don't want to be past- here. So what am I going to do about that?
0: In the past six months, we've seen him. And there was a piece on ESPN that came out. That he didn't really—it seems like he didn't really want to play in Game Seven against uh, Atlanta. Then he chokes away that series. Then says, "I don't want to play for you anymore." Shows up for a paycheck, and then says, "No, I don't want to practice. You can go shove that drill up yours. That's what I'm.
1: But that's what I'm saying. So then, how are you going to force him to play? Then you think it's going to—he's
0: it, got no value. Because look, he's it's like this nothing. now with the
1: practice. What what's going to happen when he gets to a game? He's going to do worse.
0: What are you going to give up? What are you going to give up for him? You're not giving up a, a first round pick for him know. right now.
1: I don't know. Just pay him out. Buy him out then. Buy him He's out. And even four the years left him on went. his
0: deal. Like three, four years left. Buy on him out. De- there's no way. If no, I know you're not. Too, buyout... but,
1: no, I know it's not. But what are you going to do? You have a player who doesn't want to be here and there's no trade value for him. What are you going to do? It's a, it's a, it's a, I, I honestly people that I, I've, I've asked this conversation with other sports fan, and then he goes. One of my friends, one of my good friends, Mike Boley, he said, "Your your guess is as good as mine." That's honestly like, no matter how many articles I read, no matter how much you may have some intel, nobody knows. No. I, nobody knows. Nope. And and Philly's I, to blame because they could have just shipped them out. Philly's to blame because there were some potential suitors, but Philly's trying to get a superstar back for Ben Simmons. Just get what trying, you can and just get out they of there. They were trying yeah. to do it
0: for Harden. He was a
1: part of that Harden trade. And they said gonna, no. And that's what started the whole problem. When he found right. out he was trying to get traded, he decided that he didn't want to be there. That's what started the whole problem, which is understandable. You know, so it's, uh, man, listen, it, it like I said, I, to be honest with you, I have a better chance of predicting a championship than predicting who's going, than predicting where Ben Simmons is going to land up, when it's going to end up. That's just the truth. I actually got my NBA on TNT right now on my phone. I'm literally like, this is how I stay tuned in I am. Basketball is back, man. This is life. Basketball is back. Like, there's no better feeling than sitting there watching up a basketball game and just watching these guys play. It's just, it's amazing. I love the game. And, you know, I've been a fan since I picked up the, the TV and watching Michael play, and I've never put it down since. And, it's my escape. Like I come home from work. I watch a good game of basketball. It really like, it's not even just basketball. It's just the interviews, the players, the, you know, the whole culture of the NBA games. Yeah. You know, like I I can't, and just sports in general. Like I find myself on Sundays, even watching football and and breaking down games too. And uh, pro wrestling, it's just, it's, it's an escape for me and and I love it, you know? And uh, I thank, I thank them for what they do. No matter how much I critique, I criticize them the game has given so much to me as, as, and I've never even played it as a fan, you know, um, Adam Silver said, you know, there are 2 billion NBA fans. I'm just happy to be one of them. <laughs> That's a crazy <laughs> number. I don't know. how I don't know where is. you come up with it that really number.
0: Is. That's a crazy number. It is.
1: He said 2 billion. So I'm just happy to be part of it. And you know, it's a, uh, it's an amazing thing, man. So thank you for having me for sure.
0: Thank you for coming on. The invitation's always open. Uh, you can tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you, and all that sort of stuff.
1: Well, you can definitely check out the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans. We have uh, weekly shows. Mondays, we have Smoke and Mirrors, which goes live at seven, 7 o'clock right before uh, Monday Night Football with uh, Greg, Stefan, Declan. Tuesdays, we have the Fan Zone with Matt, Mike and Manny, Eminem. Uh, that goes on at 5 o'clock on Tuesdays. Wednesday is my main show, which I tape out of Iona College right before class. Um, yep. Thursday's is originally is the B show with my wife, but she's taking a hiatus, she'll be back. And then Fridays, we end the week the way we start the week with Smoke and Mirrors again at 4.30. So uh, we got plenty of content. There are plenty of Sports hitless shows to keep you entertained. Um, so you can definitely join us and like, share, comment, subscribe to all hitless content uh, all over social media. Um, and uh, thank you to all the fans. Um, who continuously support our brand and, and, and watch our live shows.
0: Carl, I wish the best to you. We will, I will definitely hop on one of the, one of your shows sometime soon. You're going to be back with, uh, with the season just starting. I'll have you back on. We here. I'm not going anywhere. You know me. I love (laughs) basketball. Let's talk some b-ball.
1: Let me know. I'm always here to pull up. Let me know what you need.
0: Carl, I'll see you on Wednesday. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. All right, man. Take care. Thank you. Really, really quickly to end the podcast, let's do some NFL locks of the week for week seven of the NFL. Mojo's all over the place. Tried to have Road Nine last week to finish, fix the mojo. That didn't work. So screw it. We're doing all dogs this week, mostly road dogs. So we'll do Washington in Green Bay plus the seven and a half. I like Taylor Heineke to keep it somewhere within the number, especially after the Aaron Rodgers. I own you, I ble- I fucking own you game uh, in, uh, in Chicago, so I like Washington in that defense to keep it within seven in the hook, Tennessee at home, Tennessee just fought off, Buffalo who beat Kansas City in KC, so I like them plus the five, plus KC never covers, I know you don't want to bet against Mahomes, but he never covers, never ever 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 covers, Indianapolis on the road, plus the four and a half in San Francisco on Sunday Night Football. I just, I don't know why I'm putting money in in Carson Wentz's hands. I don't think San Francisco's defense is that good. Indianapolis can move the ball a little bit, so I like them on the road. And then final pick is Philadelphia in Vegas, plus the three. This number just seems weird to me. It, it seems like it should be a pick'em game. I, I know Vegas just had that emotional win after Gruden left and that tumultuous week, but I feel like this is a letdown game for, for Las Vegas. They should win this game, but it, this is a trap game. This just has trap game all over it. Philly just looked like garbage on Thursday Night Football last week even though they covered I like uh, from again weird line Vegas should have put this I, I think yeah to pick them so getting points with Philadelphia uh, I will take that all day so those are the locks of the week for week seven I'm I'm doing anything I'm I don't know what to do maybe next week if this fails I'll take all favorites I just want the mojo back on the picks The past two weeks have been brutal for the locks and for the picks overall. So anything to get the mojo back, we're here for it. But if you are still here, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you seem fit. Follow me on Twitter at NotTheFakeJLeo. Go over to my blog, You You heard me mention the article I did on the Nets. I did a 2021 game story, what that would look like on opening night banner dropping for the Bucks. There's a Brian Cashman press conference piece up there. I have an all MLB team article in the works. I have a Yankees offseason article in the works. So those will be out at some point. Go over to the blog. Follow it so you can get an email for when a new post goes live. And yeah. Have a good weekend. Hope you and yours are safe. Enjoy the the best out of the time we got. And uh, until Tuesday, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.